Welcome back to the Nerdy Merc, where you will find all things comic books, culture, current events, and the like. This is Jeff, also known as the Other Merc with the Mouth. Make sure you like the podcast, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. Kuno, the British military working dog that ran through a hail of bullets, according to Business Insider, to take out a gunman that had his team pinned down has been awarded the PDSA Dickin Medal. That's D-I-C-K-I-N. I do not know what PDSA stands for. But he has been awarded the PDSA Dickin Medal, which is considered the animal equivalent of the UK's prestigious Victoria Cross. Now, Kuno is a Belgian Malinois. He was shot twice in his hind legs, and U.S. Army veterinarians performed multiple operations to save his life resulting in one hind leg and the paw of the other being amputated. He has since been retired, and I believe he's the first military working dog, maybe the first one ever, but first military working dog outfitted with prosthetic limbs like that. Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? You are, Kuno. You're the best boy. Oh, yeah. You're the best boy. You're listening to the Nerdy Merc. And some dog barking. So Wonder Woman 1984 has a release date. According to Deadline.com in an article dated November 12th. Yeah, no, I'm a little behind on these articles. I, I told you, I, I I get to content as I can. Sometimes it makes, means I'm going to be a little behind. But according to this article, they're releasing Wonder Woman on Christmas Day. Now it's going to go into theaters on Christmas Day. And um, it will follow, according to this article, uh, HBO Max will pick it up a week or two following its Christmas Day theatrical run. Now, I kind of find this interesting because this kind of ties into a larger conversation about the, uh, the role of theaters in COVID. And, I mean, if I'm being honest, I, I used to go to movies a lot. I mean, me and The Spawn. We'd go to movies probably, you know, um, at least once a month, sometimes twice, depending on... Now, granted, we mostly watched the nerd movies that we were interested in. You know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies or the DC movies and what have you. But... Those would be the ones that we would go to the most. And since I, I have, I don't think this has anything to do with COVID and so much as it does just people's reactions to it. I have found myself wanting to engage in society less. Just the way it is. I don't want to be a part of society that doesn't want to be around me. If you don't want my money, okay, well, I don't want to give you my money. You know, we've talked about the the whole mask thing. 
I'm not anti-mask. I'm anti being told that, hey, you need to act as if you're sick when you're not. So I've kind of gotten away from even wanting to go out and engage and spend my money in places that are that are that are acting this way. I don't I don't want to bother with it. And there are a lot of other people that also don't want to go out and engage with the public and interact with the public, but for a different reason. Either way, you still have a lot of people who are choosing to stay home. Well, theaters are going to take a huge hit in that society. I mean, it's just natural. You're, you're going to have to. In, in, in a business that, re, that relies on physical participation in order for it to survive, in a society where, where the idea of physical participation has diminished to the point that people don't want to participate, well, then those businesses are going to suffer. I mean, it's just, it's just natural. There's no way around it. You know, how best, and I've been wondering, well, how are they going to compensate for that in the future? Because, you know, you always hear about these box offers, uh, hits, and how much they gross in the opening weekend. And, you, you know, you know how it goes. I, I don't pay attention to that stuff. I don't care. I don't care if Avengers Endgame grossed a billion dollars in the first month. Don't care. Okay. Theaters... I did recently find out. Do you know why theaters charge so much for drinks and popcorn and candy and, 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 and food and such? Because they're only allowed to keep about 10% of their ticket sales revenue. Hollywood gets the other 90%. That's, that's part of their deal. They have to make up for that income somewhere. Since I learned that fact, I've been far more willing to pay theater prices for popcorns and drinks and candy. Just since I've learned that. I'm like, okay, I, I get why you charge so much now, and it's a crappy deal, but that's how you stay afloat. You stay afloat. That that is how they stay afloat. They don't make hardly they don't make hardly anything off the movies themselves. So going forward, in a Kung Flu society, based on Fear or disgust, whichever the case, whichever the case, whatever the case may be. How do places like movie theaters survive? I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know that they do. A lot of businesses have not. A lot of businesses have gone away, will never come back. But I think the clear way forward for the movie and entertainment industry is to go straight to streaming or nearly straight to streaming. Find your app. You the you know maybe Marvel decide actually Marvel's owned by Disney now. So yeah, move it straight to streaming. I don't agree with Disney Plus and when they what they did with Milan. Now, Milan the live action remake of Milan, I should say, was available on Disney Plus immediately for 30 bucks. You pay 30 bucks and you can rent it. You don't even own it. And I haven't checked lately. I assume that it's available for anyone at this point. It's probably way past the 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 initial date. But 
Yeah, they they immediately had it available on their streaming website, the Disney Plus app, for an additional fee of thirty dollars. I don't agree with that. I'm already paying you what five bucks a month, so sixty bucks a year for access to your stuff. Now you can do it however you want. I'm just saying I don't agree with that. You know, make it available to all of your subscribers. Of course, they're going to do what makes them money. And no businesses, I'm not saying they have to, you know, do what I say because I don't agree with it. But I think that's the way that the the entertainment industry is going to be going forward. They're going to be offering stuff straight to streaming. Uh, they will probably follow the Disney Plus model. You're, oh, this is so this is, like I said, going to HBO Max. I don't know. Maybe HBO Max will make people pay an extra five bucks to watch it for the first couple of months. Maybe it'd be available at ju- just their normal content subscribers, you know, with a week or two after the Christmas Day release. I don't know. But it seems clear that the streaming services are the way that this is going to happen going forward. There's just no way around it. And it's it's going to hurt the theaters, for sure. But be that as it may, Wonder Woman 1984... Come to theaters Christmas Day. Kind of looking forward to it. You're listening to the Nerdy Merc. We are about to witness a super rare planetary alignment that has not been seen on the planet Earth for about 800 years. What am I talking about? I gotta say, I'm pretty, pretty stoked about this. This is talking about a rare alignment between Jupiter and Saturn that will occur... um, between the 16th and the 25th of December. During that time, they're only going to be separated by about, uh, let's see, so half a degree, da, 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 about uh, 0.1 degrees, which is approximately one-fifth the, di- the diameter of the full moon. Now, Jupiter and Saturn are, let's see, one, two, three, the fourth and fifth brightest objects in our sky behind the sun, the moon, and Venus in that order. And when they're only separated by about a tenth of a degree, barely visible to the naked eye, almost imperceptible really, they're going to look like a single point of bright light to anyone looking up at the night sky. So from the inside of a telescope, you're actually going to be able to see the separation. You'll be able to see, depending on the telescope, you'll be able to see Saturn Saturn along with the moons, at least the moon Titan, possibly the moon Rhea. You're going to be able to see Jupiter, definitely, even with a weak telescope, uh, with the moons Europa, Ganymede, Io, and Callisto. And you will be able to see them in the same frame. This has not happened since, let's see, according to... ScienceAlert.com, this says it has not occurred since the Middle Ages. doesn't give an exact year, but it said it has not occurred since the Middle Ages. 
Uh, it will happen again relatively soon in March of 2080. Relatively soon by, you know, relative by, you know, the, the, sca- the, the scale of the universe. Although it says after that, though, Jupiter and Saturn won't get as close in our night sky until 2040. Well, in 2080, in March of 2080, I'm going to be 101. Now, although I would like to be alive around that time, I don't think it's in the cards. Most people don't get to live to be 101. Personally, I want to live to be about 200. I think it's a nice round age. It's probably not going to happen unless I can transplant transplant my consciousness into a robot body, which I will totally do if I can. So, from the 16th to the 20th... Matter of fact, you know what? I'm going to try to get together with my buddy Frank. My buddy Frank is a major, major into astrophotography. He has a sweet telescope setup. I'm going to try, I'm going to see if I can get something going with him. Uh, now, I've got a pretty good telescope setup. I've got a 10-inch Dobsonian-mounted telescope. It's not automated. I have to manually track everything. But it's a pretty good scope. I've got some pretty good eyepieces. And eyepieces are really where it's at when it comes Eyepieces and mirror quality. That's really the... the t- you can have the crappiest body of a scope. You can take... I've seen people take wooden... Um, like actually, I've seen people take cardboard and turn it into the body for a scope. Have excellent mirrors for the uh, for the the focus and the um, and the base mirror. Now this is in a Dob or Schmidt Cassegrain telescope, not a refractor, but excellent mirror quality, excellent excellent lens quality, and boom, the picture the the viewing was phenomenal. So it's not really about the body. But either way, I've got some good eyepieces, pretty good scope. He has better stuff. So I'm going to see if maybe we can get something together. We can, we can get a viewing party going uh, sometime between the 16th and the 25th. I'm not going to drag everyone, you know, on the 20. Uh, oh, oh, actually, I just found this article. It says March 4th, 1226. Wow. Okay, so... 794 years ago, if I'm doing my math correctly, it was the last time they had this kind of alignment. Anyway, um, yeah, so I'm going to try to see if we can get together a, a, a watch party. It says the evening of the closest approach will be December 21st. Ah, the winter solstice. Sweet. It said they will look like a double planet separated by only one-fifth the diameter of the moon. Awesome. Okay, so we're definitely going to try to set something up for around that time. Look for Look for an announcement on the Nerdy Merc Facebook page. So, yeah, definitely going to try to make that happen. You are listening to the Nerdy Merc. Dead minks infected with a mutated form of COVID-19 rise from graves after mass culling. What, what, what? Minks infected with a mutated strain of COVID-19 in Denmark appear to be rising from the dead. This according to USA Today, igniting a national frenzy in calls from local officials to cremate mink carcasses. Holy crap, I am freaking out. Your friendly neighborhood nerdy Merc is, of course, not freaking out. Your friendly neighborhood nerdy Merc is a little excited at this idea. In fact, he can he can it can downright be said that he is drooling a little bit. Because 
for the last 23 years of my adult life, boom, I, if I had prepared for one, eventual, for one eventuality, it is the rise of zombies. I'm not alone. Every single other, <laughs> every single person that I served with can probably say the same. This is what we have been prepping for our entire lives. Put us in the game. Coach, zombies are here. Yes! Until you actually read further in the article. While the site itself is certainly terrifying for the residents of West Jutland, a region of the country grappling with confirmed COVID-19 cases connected to mink, there is a likely scientific explanation for the zombie-like reemergence from their graves. According to a Danish police spokesman, Thomas Christensen, he told the state broadcaster that gases form while while the body decays underground. Well, no crap. So basically what happens is that uh, these bunch of minks were linked with with, uh, COVID transmissions. And so trying to get a handle on it, they, they, they kill all these minks and put them in a mass grave. Uh, and they're supposed to bury them so deep, they end up not burying them as deep as they're supposed to. And voila, the gases make the bodies bloat, and the bodies bloating made all the made them start, you know, made the grave start rising. That's all it was, man. I gotta say, that is supremely disappointing. I was I was so looking forward to zombies. Yeah, guess I just have to wait. Somewhere out there, umbrellas making the T virus. Once again, we have reached the end of the show. I am the other Merc with a mouth. You can reach me at 317-978-NERD. That's 317-978-6373. Or go find me at www.nerdymerc.com. Email jeff at nerdymerc.com. Or you can find me at The Nerdy Merc on Facebook and YouTube and all the podcasting sites. At Nerdy Merc on Parlor and nerdymerc79 on Instagram. If you can't tell, I like the brand. Go there, subscribe, follow me, give me a like, do all the things, but make sure you tell your friends. You have a great day. Nerdy Merc, out.